You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. My name is Matthew Smith, and with me, as always, is lead pastor Chad Hunsberger. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. I'm Excellent. Doing good. 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 Great. So uh, today, uh, we uh, we scheduled this podcast to to go along with uh, a big event here for our church at Colonial mm-hmm. Heights, uh, where it's the Hearts of Compassion 5K. Yeah, which is a fundraiser for for families who are adopting. Absolutely, and uh, we actually scheduled a race to go along with uh, what is kind of known as Orphan Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Right? and it's a, just a, a time that's kind of set aside that churches can uh, just talk about the importance of adoption and what a ministry that is. Yeah. And so uh, in conjunction with all of that, we wanted to have an episode sure. of the Christ in All podcast yeah, that yeah. focuses on the importance of adoption. So this is a topic that is close yeah, to both of our Certainly close hearts, to right? both of us. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so how about we just start with kind of sharing our, our adoption stories? Sure. Okay. Um, so Glory and I, my wife, Glory and I, we, uh, even from before we got married, Adoption was kind of a part of our conversation uh, if we thought that might happen. In some ways, we thought that might happen later in life, mm-hmm. not necessarily when our kids were out of the home, but just later down the road, we might have some biological children and then raise them, and maybe by the time they were middle school or whatever, that right. then we would pursue adoption. But... Uh, it wasn't exactly what the Lord had in plan. We we did have biological children, uh, two, a, a girl and a boy, and um, our son was just about six months old. And I remember I had gone away on a trip, and I came back, and um, Gloria said, "I, I think that we're supposed to start this process." And mm. I was ready, like I was probably yeah. ready earlier, but was. Slower to speak about mm-hmm. that, just knew that that needed to come from both of us. And um, so, yeah, she she kind of made that, like, it needs to happen now. Mm-hmm. And so we began that process of learning and figuring out uh, how to do that. And um, we, we chose to adopt a little girl from China. And so about 18 months later, we, um, from the time we applied to the time she came home, that was about a year and a half, and um, we... We adopted Lottie. That was now seven years ago, wow. um, which is maybe more, seven and a half years ago. And um, it's been awesome. Yeah. There's lots of challenges with that. I, I remember really from the very beginning people saying you found the only Hunsberger in, in China. <laughs> yeah, right? that's right. She fits right in with the oh, rest of the family. Yeah, yeah like, awesome. She might not have our skin tone, but she mm-hmm. definitely is one of us, uh, and it's, it's really great. Now we are... Again, we're seven and a half years past that. We have been foster parents before, yeah. Um, so had children in our home from the foster system, um, and then, uh, man, man, I can't even remember when we started, but we are in the process now of mm-hmm. adopting a little boy from India, and so uh, again, just feel like the Lord's leading us in that direction, and He is four, and so we're excited to see what. Uh, we have in store, right? So you guys have been matched, yeah, and yeah. have gotten pictures of him, yeah, and yeah. but still, there's some things you guys are waiting on. That's and right, lots of paperwork and still COVID don't know stuff has actually travel, slowed some right. things down. Um, but we are see, trying to be as patient as possible and uh, taking all the steps we need to do. So right, right now 
we're in a wait till they tell us the next step. So okay. we have we've done all of our papers and fingerprints and that kind of stuff, and even done more fingerprints just this week. And so those kind of things we we just keep doing until they. Tell us to do the next thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Your story, though, yeah. is different than, than that. Yeah. So uh, my, my wife and I, uh, we when we got married from the very beginning, we knew that uh, having biological children was probably going to be a challenge. Uh, infertility kind of runs in Brandy's family. Um, her her mom was struggled with getting pregnant, mm-hmm. eventually had her and her Brandy and her older sister, Heather. But uh, that was, I think there was even challenges there that didn't happen until they were a little bit older anyway. And so, um, and then her sister, Heather, has not been able to have biological children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of went into it knowing that. And so adoption was kind of always on the table. Right. Um, when we did get to the point where we were wanting to start trying to have children, um, we weren't surprised that we weren't right. able to, and so we um, spoke to some doctors and things like that. And but we always kind of said, "Hey, if this this whole infertility treatment thing can get pretty expensive, and even have the we don't even know if it's going to work or not. Yeah. So if that's the road that we start headed toward, then we'd rather just do adoption. Yeah. And we're gonna maybe we spend a lot of money that way too, but we are going to get a kid at the end. We're going to yeah, adopt, yeah, yeah. and so. Um, and so we started off with an agency, and that's like some of the things that you guys had done. Yeah, we were sure. doing the fundraising, and mm-hmm. so um, getting uh, trying to raise the money, knowing that that is an expensive process. And so we had started down that road, and really, um, like, and, and I'm not going to say the name of the agency because everybody that we know, yeah, you included, mm-hmm. um, had an awesome experience with yeah, that agency sure. for whatever reason. Um, we had our one of our first meetings, and Brandy just got really discouraged mm-hmm. by what she was hearing from the lady. Uh, some of the other meetings didn't go great. There right. were some other things. Some of it was our fault. Some, sure. of, some of it was their fault. Yeah, and yeah. so we um, so we are the only people that we know who didn't have an awesome experience with this agency. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage people to use them, yeah. but it just didn't work out for us. Yeah. And so we know now it wasn't supposed to because right. God had other plans for us. But uh, so there was a, a season of like kind of just frustration. Mm-hmm. The only time we ever heard anything was when they were calling us to say we needed to update something because we'd been waiting so long, yeah. stuff expired. So, um, But uh, similar story, Brandy went to a, a conference or something, yeah. some kind yeah, of yeah. thing, and um, she came back saying that she was, uh, that she felt like God was leading her to be more open to uh, adoption through foster care. Right. And and so I was on board with that and was ready to, to do that. Um, and it's kind of part of the story is at the very beginning, Brandy specifically was very closed off to anything other than um, like her plan that she had set yeah. up of like yeah, yeah, yeah. just an in, not. Mm-hmm. And so so foster care was something that she was very closed to at the time. But then God changed her heart there. Um, and so we were open to foster care. We did. Um, we fostered. Uh, another little girl for a while. Mm-hmm. She was with us for about four months before she was placed with another family and eventually ended up back with her birth mom. Um, and uh, there were some issues there with us as well. Sure. There was some um, some some definite uh, heartbreak and sadness over that situation. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, eventually we, a friend of ours kind of approached us and he was, he's a doctor, a pediatrician, and one of his uh, patients was in foster care. And that, that foster mom was... Uh, ask was really was hoping to be able to um, was she knew that she didn't want to adopt but wanted to she had facilitated right adoptions like that previously would 
getting mm-hmm. those foster kids placed in in adoptive homes. And so that kind of opened up a door for us. And um, we, so that was a little boy. His name was Jeremiah or is Jeremiah mm-hmm. at the time. And, but then uh, after we had kind of started down that road toward trying to get him placed with us in a foster to adopt situation, uh, we found out that the same birth mother was pregnant again yeah. by the same birth father. And uh, so he was going to have a little sister. And so that was a surprise to yeah, us. And so yeah. again, trying to, but um, and we, uh, ended up both of them were eventually placed with us and about yeah. a year after placement they we were able to adopt them so Jeremiah and Silicate now part yeah. of our family yeah man I uh, not all the listeners probably know this I guess but you and I were there for all of those right. pieces of the story and our friendship and um, whether it was you guys being you were at a garage sale that raised money to bring Lottie home yeah. and I was I was there when you signed the paper. With, yeah. the, with the judge, to, you know, um, mm-hmm. for Jeremiah and Stella Kate. And so it's been neat for us to kind of have those journeys together. Um, I, I would say one of the things, though, that maybe might even drive some of our reason to make this a podcast is not yeah. just to tell our story, but but also to be able to say, like, why is this something that— right. What compels us to that? Yeah, so uh, just as you're heading in that direction— mm-hmm. um, I know that for me, when I was like growing up, or yeah. I don't know maybe a generation before us, or something like adoption is just a way for people who can't have kids of their mm. own biologically right. to get a kid, right? But for the Christian, and it's, it's a lot more than there's that. a lot more than that, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think there's a couple things that need to be noted biblically about mm. adoption. Okay, and one is that we're all Christians, no matter what. James 1, yeah. we are all called to care for orphans. When It says to visit orphans and mm-hmm. widows in particular. There is scripture in the Old Testament and New Testament specifically about the responsibility that the people of God have to those who can't, uh, like don't have yeah. a home. It, we even see phrases like sojourner and, and those yeah. kind of things. But but the orphan in particular uh, is is... The church is tasked with caring for the orphan. Now, I would say that not that doesn't mean everybody is supposed to adopt, but it does mean that we have the responsibility right. for the orphans. And so there's there's that element to it that should compel all of us to to look around and say, how am I supposed to get involved? And could that be adoption? Adopting. Could that be that I'm supposed to bring in someone into my family? I think both of us could attest to the fact that people ask all the time, not necessarily ask me, but say about themselves. I just don't know if I could love that child mm-hmm. as much as I love my biological children. And I would just assure you, it is completely yeah. feasible. Uh, it happens in my house every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens in your house every day. Um, and and God gifts us that way um, by His grace as parents to love our children despite whether they came from our yeah. wives womb or not right that that's neither here nor there um but the other i said there were two things the other thing that i would say is i remember having hearing this in a sermon or something and it has stuck with me ever since that the reason we adopt is because we were adopted mm-hmm. not because like i'm a my mom and dad raised me so i'm not uh, my biological parents raised me, so I'm not adopted in that sense. But Scripture talks about 
our adoption into the family of God. And, and quite honestly, adoption is one of the best visible pictures that we see of the gospel. When we think about, again, what Romans 8 describes our adoption, Galatians describes adoption, and there's this picture of, uh, I think about our story, right? Um, Lottie is on the other side of the planet, cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. a lot of effort, a lot of time. There was nothing she did that deserved necessarily to have us pay that price to get to her, to to bring her home. It's not like she she didn't ask yeah, for she us didn't win a to contest come. She for didn't, the, yeah. It was like, yeah, she's super cute and great. And <laughs> I, we know those things now, but yeah. we didn't know that then. And so if you flip that, you have the Lord who pursued us, not because we deserved it, not because we did something to earn it, but because we needed it. We needed him to be our father, just like she needed us to be her parents. And um, it cost us a lot. It cost us a lot of money and time and energy. And it cost the Lord his son. Like Jesus died. That's the ultimate price to bring us into the family. And so when I think about those kinds of parallels, Mm -hmm. it begins to be like an ongoing picture. And then you go on from that and you think, okay, she's a Hunsberger. My Lottie is a Hunsberger and will always be one. Like, she will forever be my daughter. And... There's like she gets the same inheritance as the other two. She everything about it is the same, and that's what, in fact, what Paul says that the Lord says of us in Romans eight when he says like you've been adopted into this family and you're heirs with Christ. Right. So we're we're in the same inheritance that we receive, uh, co-heirs with Christ. That 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 becomes like a driving revelation for why we adopt we yeah. adopt because we've been adopted and so what i would then kind of challenge the listener today is all right if if that's the case what are you doing right that's like that was going to be my follow up question yeah. good but if let's say uh, that we've got people listening today mm-hmm. and they're not in a place in life where they don't feel like God is calling them to adopt. Uh, maybe they're single adult, or maybe they're senior adults. Whatever the case sure. is, um, what are some things that someone could do to support adoption yeah. or to to care for orphans? Sure. Without if, but if they don't feel like adoption is what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um. I'll try to give a, a handful of options. There's okay. so many things out there that you right. can participate in, but I'll give a handful. One is. Uh, you can become what's called a respite family. Yeah. Resp- this is kind of a, a minimalistic way mm-hmm. to try to be a help. If you're a foster parent, you're not allowed to uh, just leave your kid with someone overnight or uh, even sometimes the babysitters themselves. Right, you can't just call a babysitter. They have to right. be qualified. Yeah. They have to have gone through stuff. So you can you can actually go through that same training and just be a qualified mm-hmm. babysitter for, or a overnight for a night so a parent can have yeah. – Respite. I mean, we've both been foster parents, yes. but yeah, respite care yeah. is huge. And and we were actually respite yeah. uh, for another family a, a short period. So that becomes really helpful. Um, there are also financial ways you can certainly get involved. Uh, 
I I would say that that's one of the things I get so excited about. This was established long before I came here to Colonial Heights, but um, there are because it's a costly endeavor that there are fundraisers like what we do here. So there's a grant that is mm-hmm. a, a matching grant that's offered to uh, believers who are trying to to raise uh, kids and or bring home adoptive children and and so anyway. Um, Looking for those kind of opportunities. So for us, it's like sign up for a 5K. Go colonialheights.org slash HOC 5K. Like that's a way for you to register and your money goes to help support a a family trying to adopt. And so those kinds of things where you're actually uh, participating. But I would also say, I I do think uh, that, that some of you who might be saying, well, maybe not me or not yet, like, Consider this as a, what if the Lord's calling you to foster? Yeah. What if the Lord's calling you to to adopt? Th- those things are all possible. Um, so so don't don't throw that quite out the window mm-hmm. yet, um, because that could be something that the Lord is using even a even a podcast maybe yeah. to to um, to call you to that. I, I another thing there's a. a there's a ministry that provides. Uh, it's called like the Moses Basket, and it provides like immediate. When you get foster kids, a lot of times they don't come with anything with them. Right. And so uh, there's a, a ministry locally called Moses Basket, and and so they they have baskets where like you have diapers and formula or whatever, and or you go there and you can get some clothes that are. So maybe you're a uh, you do you are a parent of kids, um, but you've got an attic full of clothes that doesn't have anywhere to go, um, there's a ministry like that that you could take that a, a foster family could come get appropriately sized clothes for, for the kid that just got like assigned to them. Yeah. Um, all those are ways that okay. you can plug in, whether it's financially supportive. I, I would also say that like if you're in a church, when, when somebody adopts, treat them like you would somebody having a baby. Celebrate, rejoice, allow them to like, feel encircled and mm-hmm. cared for uniquely. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So we've talked a little bit about the uh, Hearts Compassion 5K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any, and this it's going to be a little bit different this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk some about yeah. that? Just quickly, it's uh, virtual this year yeah. uh, with all of the kind of current situation, obviously. And so you'll be able to do that wherever you are in anywhere. Uh, you don't have to come here for the race. You can sign up. And when you sign up, again, those resources Go to help uh, bring a, a child home, and there's a silent auction. The silent auction. Way can... It's on a on what's called Handbid, so you can download the Handbid app and then look up Hearts of Compassion uh, 5K, or just look up Hearts of Compassion. It'll come up 2020, and all kinds of auction items and all of those resources. Once again, uh, yeah, will the go money to they a raise. Will go towards yep. that. So. And uh, we're already so excited as a as a church. We. We almost have 500 registrants okay. uh, as of as of this recording, um, and so you could be a part of helping us kind of get over that mark. Um, and and it's it's been really good. So I would just encourage you, uh, colonialheights.org slash HOC5K. Okay, awesome. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about? Uh, adoption or anything? Yeah, go adopt. There it's we totally go. worth That's it. That's right. Awesome. It's fantastic. Okay, well, that, uh, one more time, the website, colonialheights.org. H O C five K. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's going to wrap us up today. Uh, please go 
you know, we're not going to, you know, we normally try to promote the podcast here. Just don't worry about subscribing yeah. to the podcast. Go to yeah. colonialheights.org slash HOC5K. That's register good. for that and support the silent auction and uh, just in any way you can go support adoption yeah. and orphan care. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ and All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.